When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're having a good day. Welcome to the show. This is episode 54 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share strategies on how to embrace a vegan lifestyle in a practical and long-term way um, by sharing my own experiences and also by bringing guests on the show. Find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And of course, if you're brand new to a vegan lifestyle, be sure to download the Vegan Starter Kit at brownveganvip.com. I have tips on meal planning, grocery shopping. It's actually a grocery list there. Uh, Some tips on how to eat out, resources, all of that good stuff. Check me out, brownveganvip.com. Download that free vegan starter kit. So on today's episode, I have a special guest, my girl Shantae from naturalveganmama.com and from her YouTube channel with by the same name as well. So let me tell you, it was so difficult to name this episode because Shantae and I like got into everything. It was just like us talking on the phone like normal. We covered so many different areas and I actually found out something that I didn't expect to find out about her journey. And that's that this time being vegan wasn't the first time she actually tried to do this before. And I think that's relatable to, you know, a lot of people. You get started, you think it's all good. You read a book and that's the end of that. You think, okay, I'm going to do this. And then a few weeks later, you're like, um, yeah, I don't know if I can still do this. So even though we touched on a lot of things, one of the areas we talked about um, is the importance of having a sense of community. And you can find that in Facebook groups, you know, by following people on Instagram, connecting with people in your local community like she does. Just the importance of making sure that you have that community so that you're able to continue with your journey. We also talked about the documentary, What the Health, the importance of intersectionality when it comes to veganism. We also talk about how some of those vegan products that we see on the shelves, how helpful they are when you're transitioning, and they're also helpful when you are already a vegan too. Just make life a little easier. We dive into meal planning because she is like really into meal planning, and we talk about how to do it in a way that works very well for your family as far as school lunches. And last but not least, we talk about her YouTube channel and why she feels as though everybody who is a vegan should have a YouTube channel. So you're in for a nice treat. This was a great conversation as always. You can get all of the show notes and everything we talk about at brownvegan.com under episode 54. It's brownvegan.com slash podcast, actually. (laughs) That's how you get directly to the podcast page under episode 54. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the conversation with my girl, Shantae Parks. Shase, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Of course. How you doing? I'm good. As always, I want to know um, why you decided to become a vegan and what year that was. Okay, so 
I have to be a little bit honest with this whole situation because I actually have a, a period of time where I tried to go vegan a long time ago and it didn't work out. And I don't think I've ever told anyone this yet. So I feel I, special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, and then I've heard other people say this. So I was like kind of apprehensive of saying it because I didn't want it to sound like, oh, I'm just saying what someone else said. But at the end of the day, your story is your story, right? So I'm just gonna, you know, let it out. Um, before I got married, I was actually dating my ex-husband. I read the book, um, Skinny Bitch. And I heard you tell this story as well. But at the time when I read it, I, you know, picked up the book because of the title. I was like, I want to lose some weight. And that's what grabbed me. I had no idea it had anything to do with no dairy going plant-based or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They, got actually, <laughs> they got me too. They got me too. Yeah, they got me. <laughs> and I think our author was on The View. And at that time, for whatever reason, I think I was I was home watching. I don't know if I was between jobs or what the situation was, but I was actually able to watch The View that day. And she was on there. And I was like, oh, I need to get this book, you know. I want to be one of those. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I got the book. I read it. I was already I was already not into um, milk. I did, Milk was just, like, always a turnoff for me. I was always, like, the type of person that would smell it. And if it's the slightest, you know, odor or anything, I didn't want to have anything to do with milk. So I was already not really drinking a lot of milk. When I read it, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out. Mind you, this was the only type of like support or guidance or anything that I had to make that transition. So when I decided to do it, of course, like my mom and, you know, my boyfriend, ex-husband now at the time was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. You know, you can't give up meat. You're going to get sick. And so I feel like because I didn't have any additional support, I didn't know where to go to get that support or guidance. I um I think it only lasted like <laughs> probably like three two three weeks at the most. Mm-hmm. Same here. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And then you know fast forward. So going into that situation, it was like for my health. I wanted it to look good and be healthy and all that. Fast forward to um, I guess it's about a year and a half now. Yeah, it's about a year and a half now. Um, I saw online some videos of animals being mistreated and that video led me to go and watch documentaries like um what the health and what was the other one? Oh no what the health recently came out what was the one that i saw back then Probably oh Cowspiracy. yeah i think i got those two confused because isn't that the same guy it is the same guy yeah and i was like oh wait this is a whole nother conversation but let me just you know no you're you. good you're good this is why i love the podcast because we can yeah. just kind of it's like a fly on a wall we just talking <laughs> you're good yeah but um so i saw i saw conspiracy i saw um the other one earthling and vegetated I, I think i just went like on a binge anything that I could find that had to do with transitioning or why we should not um eat animals or wear animals or use animals, I was, you know, gravitating towards it. But back to the whole conspiracy and what the health thing, you know what got me weird, got me about um, what the health, that's one that we saw recently. Um, the guy that was kind of like the narrator and the main character or investigator going around and talking to all these people, 
I felt like he was coming from a standpoint as he was surprised at all of this stuff, but I felt kind of weird about that because I knew he was from Cowspiracy. And I'm like, you know all this stuff. I don't know if he was doing that to kind of put it as a point of view as a person that's watching this for the first time and has no idea of what's going on and maybe trying to do that like investigative reporters type of thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people in the community know you because we all watch the Cowspiracy. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of weird. I didn't even think about that. So you're saying because he, he act like he was naive to all of this stuff that was going on because yeah, I got you. I yes. got you. He did come across like that. I didn't even catch he that. He came across very naive. Like, wow. So you mean to tell me this, this and that? <laughs> really? I was like, dude, you, you know this. <laughs> <laughs> so not to put it down or anything. I loved the information. I thought it was amazing. I loved how um, diverse it was and, I like that they used, you know, people from small towns and all of that. But um, that part just took out to me like, hmm. He like, <laughs> he like, stop playing games with me, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. I think that um, somebody actually sent me an inbox the other day on Instagram and wanted to know what I talk about on a podcast. So I'm glad that you're bringing this up. But I loved it because I felt like, like you they brought uh, so much um, diversity to it. And I love how they pull back the layers of like classism and racism because that is so important. I feel like that conversation isn't had in our community enough. You know, Absolutely. I feel like we don't. It's Absolutely. just like, I appreciated that. And I, I will say that most of the time, I don't even really watch vegan documentaries anymore because I feel like they're all saying the same thing. And it was nice to be able to see something that Absolutely. felt different, you know? Yeah, that's what we do. We need now that the message has been out there we need some different voices and different perspectives and things that have not been said before that are, you know, facts and, and truthful, but just put it out there because we need to be, we need to keep re-educating ourselves and become more educated within the community as well. It's not a one time, you know, you watch a few documentaries and then you're done. So I think always educating yourself is a great way to stay abreast of the cause because things change. And um, yeah, I met up with some um, a vegan organization that they have potlucks, you know, s several times throughout the year. And it is an older group. And the conversation was around the fact that things have changed within the community. And we definitely need to, you know, let our different voices be heard, especially vegans of color. And, and anyone that is kind of like negating that change, they have to take a step back. I feel like they need to take a step back and look at themselves and figure out like, why are they in the cause to begin with? Mm -hmm. Is it just for the animals, which that's the number one thing, but there's so many layers to that. Layers and layers. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because don't you feel like sometimes there are people who care more about animals than people? Oh, absolutely. We'll tell you that there's a, um, a Facebook page. A friend of mine sent me a screenshot of a, um, oh, it's not a page. It's a Facebook group. And, you know, there's like a million and one vegan um, Facebook groups out there and a new one popping up every day and they all have different things like some are just for new vegans and they don't want anyone in the group that's not a new vegan and they have some that are you know for black vegans and it's all alkaline and if the dish is not alkaline they're gonna let you know because they, they're trying to hone in on a certain um, um, aspect or a certain facet of our community which is awesome but this particular group in their um, message where they kind of introduce what the group is all about, they said, you know, and, it, and it's so weird because the title of it was something like every vegan or, or every type of vegan or for all vegans, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it 
the name or their title kind of made it seem like they were for every single vegan. And then within their paragraph, it said, this is not an intersectional vegan group. And it was like, not within all caps. And I was like, get out of here. Wow. And that's the only part that they said, this is not. So it's like, why do you feel the need to say that? Mm, craziness, you know? right? Craziness, craziness, Crazy. craziness. That's the straight up racism. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, listen, I think that I just had actually a really good conversation with someone who was um, telling me how um, one of the reasons why we don't we're not, you know, people don't like veganism is because the same reason I feel like the same thing. Um, the extremism, people being so yeah. extreme about it. Also, because um, it's unfortunately seen as something that is elitist. You know, you have to have Absolutely. a certain amount of money to do this. You have Absolutely. to look a certain way. And I think that's why I think conversations like this are so important. And just just work out there are so important. There's a new book that's out. Oh, man. I just, Is it the Afro? Yes, yes. yes I just I bought it. Yeah, I just oh, bought it yesterday. I'm going to put it in the show notes because I don't. I'm afraid to type because it's going to pick up everything on this microphone. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the show notes, but um, at brownvegan.com. I can't wait to read this book because she's going to she's talking about um, pop culture and black veganism. So I'm really excited to read this because that's what she's going to be talking about, black veganism. And I love her work. And she's actually the founder of Black Vegans Rock. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to check that out. I just downloaded it yesterday um, on Amazon and I'll be reading that. But, yeah, these conversations are so necessary. I'm glad that it's becoming um more of a discussion and I think because of the things that are going on in our community it just really helps to bring it to the forefront even more you know the very nature of being a vegan is intersectionality and if for you to say that your group is not that then what exactly are you saying and then my thing with that too is if you are someone that's curious about veganism you know and or you just you're just starting and you do have some of that negative connotation about what it means to be a vegan so you're kind of apprehensive about telling people, you know, you're just kind of doing it on the down low and you're not really posting your food and, and celebrating it because you're a little bit scared of what people are going to think of you because you already have that negative connotation. So let's say you're on Facebook and you're looking for groups to join because you want to get that support, but you're not necessarily posting anything on your main page. You don't want family members or friends or whatever um, jumping in at you right away. And I do kind of recommend that like when you're first starting kind of make sure you feel secure and grounded in what your decision is before you start putting it out there because you don't want to get all that negative feedback. But let's say you happen yeah. to find this group and you see that and you're you may not even know what that is. So you kind of look it up and you're like, what? It turn you <laughs> off to the whole thing. Right. You know, and and that person is if they're all about the animals, they're hurting the animals because they're turning someone off that could have given up, you know, animal products, eating animals for themselves and their family and even generations after that because of their influence all because they are being a racist person. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. I grew up near, um, I grew up in Hampton roads near PETA and, um, I never wanted to be a vegan because I thought vegans were crazy. And I said they were crazy cause they were, <laughs> cause they were hungry. That's why they were crazy. Cause they oh needed some goodness. food, but they no, angry. <laughs> yeah, because they would always throw paint and I would just see so much stuff on, you know, the news, because like I said, it was a local, they were local. I live near them. And right. I just thought that 
I could never be that. So when I became a vegan, I never wanted to be that. I always wanted to be like the light. I always wanted to be positive and compassionate to people Absolutely. and understanding because I know exactly what that feels like to make when people make you feel like crap about it. And I agree with you about um, getting comfortable, being secure in your decision before you start telling other people. Um, because I think a lot of times if you're not secure about your why and you're not really um, – clear about how this is going to look for you is really easy to get the backlash and it affect you i mean the you know of course you'll get the backlash but it'll actually start to affect you when you're not clear about why you're doing it in the first place it's true so you it's should probably and that's wait. why yeah. that's why for a lot of us it's our second time or third time doing it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because if you if you don't have that balance of getting the information and getting the why and all of that and getting um that support if you don't, if you're not balancing that with anything negative coming in, then it's very easy to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't the right decision because the balance of information and positive vibes and all of that is, is off. Right. Because, I mean, there's such a small population of Americans that identify as vegan, vegan. So the fact that the number is so small, you always feel like you're outnumbered everywhere you go. So there's so many, it feels like you get so many conflicting messages when you're first starting. Um, you know, and I really believe that a lot of it is from the meat and air, dairy and egg industries. They push uh, a lot yeah. of that propaganda on us because they want you to be confused about this decision. They want you to yeah. go back to eating f- animal flesh and, and drinking milk and eating dairy and all of that stuff because there's so much money at stake. It's so it's much true. money. It's not that yeah. far fetched to, to it's not that far fetched to know that if they are putting so much money into commercials like um dot milk and all those different campaigns that they do. Um the one for pork, pork, the new white meat. And wow. like where, where are these <laughs> if they're they're really spending all that money and we know advertising dollars, especially on television, is super, super expensive. If they're willing to put all that money out there for that, um, to continue people along that path, because it's not like people just stop eating me out of the, the clear blue sky, because this is something that people have done for a long time. So if they feel the need to continue the propaganda and continue um, the commercial and spend all that money, it's not that far-fetched to think that they would also be putting out some negative campaigns against what the alternative is, someone switching to a plant-based diet. Yep. Because there's no, I mean, listen, we know this. Um, there's so much money as far as in the egg, dairy, and meat industries. And also the pharmaceutical companies as well, because there's no money in the cure. There's money in the treatment. So if I keep you exactly. sick, then you'll need me. And then I'll continue to uh, line my pockets. And the lobbyists, it's just, it's a big, a big, big deal. It's a big, it's, it's just sad. I mean, and we're so conditioned to believe that this is normal. And this is not normal. It's right. not normal. So I love how you were talking about the the importance of the sense of community, because I do believe that that is why a lot of us um, uh, go vegan for, you know, a couple of weeks. And then we're like, uh, yeah, about that. (laughs) (laughs) And then we end up going back to eating standard American diet. And then um, we come around. And I was I'm actually surprised to hear this from you because I had no idea, even though we talk and stuff. I had no idea that you tried before. (laughs) I know. So I'm kind of keeping that close to me. Why? Like I said, that's a part of your story. I'm like, (laughs) and it's crazy how it was the same for um, for both of us, which is, I guess, the point I'm making when I say this is that if somebody is listening and they're having issues and they started before and they don't want to, I guess, that the feeling of failure again or that feeling of the unknown, 
just to know that you can give yourself another chance and you should still do it. You should try again. And then, of course, what, what do you recommend as far as support? Because I know you said that you meet up. It sounds like you do meet up groups, which is dope. Uh, what other Facebook groups? Uh, we, we, I think we've talked about Facebook groups before uh, outside yeah, of they, the podcast. It, be, it depends on the, the vibe of the group and what they're trying to put across. And just the whole nature of social media is that, you know, anybody can hop on and say something negative. So it may not be the best place, but you can definitely, um, if you're going to go into some that are about recipes and, um, and meal ideas, especially the new vegan groups can be very, very supportive. Yes. And there's some groups that are not necessarily for new vegans where you're going to get some type of um, backlash for certain things that you post and you know, it could, it could have the adverse effect of what you're trying to do. So I would definitely go more towards the, um, the group for beginners that may be administrated by someone that has some type of authority, you know, that's been doing it for a while. And it's definitely going to give you that support where, um, the whole climate of that group is very positive. That's, so that's a really good tip, Shante. That's a really, really good tip about the difference. And in, in, there's levels to this. I love that because it's so true. Sometimes I, and which is why I'm not like the biggest fan of Facebook groups, because I'll go in some of them and I know that they're not new vegans and they go in on somebody new that does like a Absolutely. grocery haul or, Absolutely. and I just think that, um, how do you feel about, you know, I guess I, I call them transitional uh, foods, I guess, because um, I, I eat them still, even though I've been a vegan for seven years. <laughs> but they're like, but like they, those things are good. Of good. <laughs> so I still eat them. Right. But um, I call them sometimes I call them transitional foods because they're for people who I guess are just getting started and they're used to eat a certain way. And it just helps you transition. For instance, like the Beyond Burger, like that burger that's out. Um, right. you know, the vegan cheese and all of that stuff. Like, how do you feel about those uh, foods? Do you, do you partake, Shantae? I, I, I do, I do. And I've always, it's funny because even before I was a vegan or transitioning or any of that, I used to pick up the um, Boca burgers mm -hmm. because, you know, clearly when you read the ingredients and when you look at the package, it has less fat, you know, the cholesterol factor is a major thing too. Like you can put, if you put that next to, a, a regular um, hamburger patty that's made out of an animal, made out of a cow or pork or, or chicken or turkey or whatever it happens to be, you're always health-wise going to come out better um, eating a plant-based burger. So, you know, on my health journey <laughs> um, over the years, I always gravitated towards a Boca burger, even though I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm eating plant-based or I was thinking, oh, I'm eating healthier because it's not a burger that's loaded with cholesterol going to clog up my arteries. So I've always been um, excited about things like that. But especially as a new vegan, I think it's awesome to call it transitional because if you're still thinking like me, I was all about chicken Caesar salad. Um, I like, you know, uh, a grilled chicken breast with, you know, rice and some kind of vegetable like that standard American plate. Even as someone that's trying to eat healthier, you still have a version of a standard American diet that in involves animals. So whenever I was trying to replace the meat, because I, I knew that meat was not um, healthy, whether it was chicken, um, um, beef or pork or anything like that, I would try to replace it with something plant based. But now that I've transitioned, I still enjoy those things. Now, I know that um, it's not it's not going to trump 100 um, percent whole food plant based most of the time. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that it should be 
your whole diet. I don't think you should be having it at every meal. Because for myself, I just think about how I feel after I eat those things. I feel good, but I don't feel as great as if it was just like um, a sweet potato or beans or something like that. Let's talk about the meal planning, though, because I know that that's like something that you are so I would say you're kind of passionate about the meal planning part. And I get it because I think that um, one of the, I guess, struggles that it can, especially when you have a family, is, um, you know, putting meals together and making it affordable and tasty and all of that good stuff. So uh, how do you feel as far as how is your son now? He's about how old is he now? Nine? He's 10 now. He's 10 yeah, now. He's oh, 10 in March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Time is fine. I know. So how do you how do you uh, plan your meals and everything for him? How does that look for y'all? So it looks a lot different during the summer than it does during the school year. Um, in the school year, he is bringing his lunch to school. So, of course, you know, as a mom, taking that time every day to pack a lunch can be tedious and take away from other things that we have to do as busy people. So I really love um, doing that on a Sunday. But I also feel like it's really important to kind of figure out why meal planning is important so that it becomes more of like, yes, in the front of my mind, I need to I need to attack this because as we're going through life and we're super busy and things are stressing us out. There's definitely pockets of time where we can think to ourselves, hey, this could probably help me out. But if we don't take the time to sit and think about how this could help me, we may not ever, you know, sit around to actually, we never may get around to the idea of making that decision to do it. So I really, um, I like the idea of planning three to four meals to start off with because it may feel like a daunting task to plan out seven days or even five days of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That that may be like too much to bite off. So if you want to plan like three to four meals, I would say someone that's interested in getting started, that's a good idea. Um, but there's so many benefits to it. Like it improves our meal choices because we're more conscious about what we're going to be picking up from the grocery store. And you know how you always, People always say, you know, don't go to the grocery store hungry. Mm -hmm. But it's like, don't go to the grocery store hungry and don't go to the grocery store without a plan because then you just like throwing anything in there and or you're just sticking to what you normally get. And it may not be conducive to meal planning, depending on what the item is. Yeah, so, so true. I remember because before I was a vegan, um, I would shop based on what was on sale. So I would just throw a whole bunch of packaged crap in my cart. Like right. all the time. And I didn't really spend as much time in the produce department. So when you transition, you really do get to know your grocery stores on a whole new level. It's true. <laughs> because, um, you know, you have to be very intentional, like you said, because not only because you want to eat better, but you have to be intentional if you want to save money, especially with a family. Especially yeah, if you want to save money with a family. So I agree with that. What other tips do you have? Because I know, I mean, this is your thing. Your meal planning is your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a family and you and you have children that are taking their lunch to school, I definitely would say think about what you're going to be taking, what they're going to be taking to lunch um, on a weekly basis. And sandwiches, um, cut up fruit, things like that can definitely be um, kept preserved in the refrigerator for five days. So I would say that's an awesome time on Sunday to take out like an hour and, and go ahead and plan those out along with the um, along with the dinners. And I really am a big fan of casseroles mm-hmm. because those are things that you can prepare like a large one at one time and then divide them up 
and put those in the freezer and then you just take them out as you need them. And another um, idea is thinking about what your child already likes because you don't want to be preparing a whole bunch of food and it ends up being something that they're not into. And so we have so many layers of things that are going on in our lives. If we're trans transitioning vegan and we have a family that it's kind of, you know, we're trying to take them on this road with us. And we may be like, I know both of us have the same mentality, like, okay, at home, you know, we eat vegan items. And if you're going to go to a party, you know, as a child, you're going to a party, you don't want to necessarily um, restrict them from having a piece of cake or something like that. And if that's what your compromise is, then a good way to um, ensure that your meal planning at home is by incorporating things that they already like. So for example, my son, he loves macaroni and cheese. So I'm always looking for different macaroni and cheese recipes that are vegan so that I can, you know, kind of get those items in bulk, which is going to save you money and then prepare that on a Sunday. And then that way he can have that a few times throughout the week. Mm -hmm. um, also having them help out is a good way to help with meal planning because, you know, you're going to be in the kitchen. It's really great to make it a family, um, a family time and have the child, you know, cutting up pieces of vegetable or fruit and kind of get engaged and, and make it fun, you know, maybe put on some music, start dancing in the kitchen. Have them take some of the stress off of you as the parent, whether you're the mom or the dad that's responsible for doing all this stuff. Usually it falls on us, but, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. So. I mean, it's a good thing, too, that it kind of falls on us because um, especially when you're transitioning. That's why I like to talk, of course, to women because I know we do most of the cooking. Even though, actually, let me say this. When I was growing up, my dad did all the cooking. Hey, my mom didn't cook and yeah, he was so good at it. Yeah. But since most households we do it, I think that it, it's just important for us to, um, to lead our families, you know, like we lead them with everything else. Right. It's true. <laughs> so it's it, true. So. so it's at the same time, it is, it's a benefit because we have a little bit of that control. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Have all of that. So that's a good thing. So Shantae, I know you have a YouTube channel. Let's talk about your motivation from starting YouTube and I guess suggestions for other people who want to get started. Because the reason I want to bring this up is because I know that there's a, probably a segment of our, the listeners who want to start a YouTube channel, who want to share veganism and um, want to put their voice out there. So what was your motivation? Let's start there for starting your YouTube channel. So my motivation for starting a YouTube channel was, you know, when I decided to transition I did um, find a few people, um, namely you, um, and a few other people I found on YouTube that were definitely putting a lot of ideas on transitioning out there, great meal ideas, recipes, and things like that. And I did actually, when I first first went on, I didn't find you or anyone else that was a vegan of color. I found a lot of vegans that were like kind of like the typical vegan that I was, I had already in my mind. So I was getting information from them but I was all of a sudden I was like you know what it was probably maybe two weeks into it I was like I wonder if there are any vegans of color that are doing this so I was just like typing in you know in the search bar uh black vegan uh, vegan of color and that kind of thing and then that's when um you popped up and a few other people popped up but as I got into it and I don't know who said it but I was watching um a YouTube video and their um philosophy was every vegan should have a YouTube channel and should be documenting their journey. And the reason behind that is the very reason that, or not the very reason, but the reason behind that was 
my example of, you know, a new vegan searching on YouTube for someone that looks like them to get ideas from and, and kind of get that support. So I am very passionate about the philosophy or idea that every vegan should have a YouTube channel. I know that's <laughs> it's kind of far fetched and not every vegan is going to go that route. But I think it's important to say that so that if someone is thinking about doing it, they can kind of say, hey, well, maybe I should do it because I've, I've thought about it once or twice and there's some kind of barrier keeping me from doing it. Yeah. So I feel like people don't necessarily have to want to become a brand or have some type of business idea um, that's driving their reason or rationale. I think just the very nature of sharing their journey is so impactful for um, for the cause and for the animals and for people's, people's health because you are um, kind of setting that precedence for them, perhaps, depending on who you are. And just your um, relatability is going to help guide them. And I will also say that don't feel like you have to be, you know, have like this amazing charismatic um, charismatic personality or don't feel like you necessarily even have to um, put yourself on camera at first. So if you're thinking about doing it, I would say go for it. Maybe, you know, create some recipes where you're not necessarily on camera and then after you feel comfortable, do it. But if you want to jump in and put yourself on camera right away, I feel like that is the best way to kind of jump over that hurdle of feeling self-conscious. Um, and don't worry about making mistakes because no one starts off perfect. Um, don't worry about subscribers. You can even turn that, um, that off where you don't even see how many subscribers you are. Because at the end of the day, you have to determine why you're doing it. But for me, it's about sharing and um, making sure that if someone else is kind of on that computer looking for someone that looks like them, they can have that relatability and, and feel supported in their journey and know that there's all kind of vegans out there, all kind of demographics, all kind of economic um, standing. Everybody needs to be represented. This organization has been around for a while. They're called Food Not Bombs. And their organization, I've been working closely with them recently to create um, vegan meals to feed to homeless people. Oh, wow. And their whole philosophy is, yeah, like if people were um, being fed properly, then, you know, if the government was, was spending money on feeding people that are um, poor or homeless and not spending money on um, war, then there would be more peace overall. That's what their whole philosophy. So, but I love the fact that a piece of that is making sure that the meals are vegan or vegetarian. Yes, that is so important. Yeah. You be a group about peace if you're, you know, feeding people meals that are made out of destruction and harm, you know. And cruelty. And cruelty. So we're going to go ahead and, and wrap up. But before we go, I want to make sure that there's nothing else that you want to share. I mean, this has been amazing. I love how it was so chill. Like we just talked like normal. So that's, <laughs> that's good. That's but, how um, we do. That's how we go. <laughs> so um, tell me, like, uh, tell us, I guess, any closing remarks or any closing tips and then how we can reach you. Um, closing tips would be if you are a new vegan that's transitioning, definitely um, don't be hard on yourself. Take it one day at a time. The best way to transition is slowly, but at the end of the day, the best way to transition is what works for you. If you're one of those people that can just throw away everything, you know, the next day after you've made that decision and go out and get new items, that's awesome. But if you're someone that needs to kind of replace one thing at a time, take it slow, gather your information, by all means, go that route. Because at the end of the day, whatever it needs, whatever you need to do to make it stick is what is most important. 
And yeah, if anyone wants to, um, you know, follow me on social, I'm on Instagram, Natural Vegan Mama. I have a YouTube channel with over 90 videos and I post, (laughs) I post every Sunday, um, sometimes more than once a week, but definitely count on that Sunday video. And it's all about, you know, recipes and vegan tips. I do vlogs, what I eat in a day and just everything that, um, can help people kind of see that this lifestyle is doable, um, and doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was a pleasure, of course. I knew it would be. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Great talking with you. And all of Shantae's information will be at brownvegan.com. Be sure to check her out, follow her, and support the YouTube channel.